You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Hi, I'm Abby. And I'm Vanessa. And you're listening to The Real Moms of Bravo, where we recap your favorite Bravo shows in 30-ish minutes every week. And before we dive into this week's drama, which there's a lot because we have four active housewife cities going on right now, which is kind of like just mind blown. But before we dive into all things housewives, on top of all this amazingness with a double premiere week, Bravo gives us the Vanderpump Rules trailer for the new season that is not coming out until January 7th. It seems a little early to be dropping this. Oh, it does. But I think they're only doing it because of BravoCon. And it's a teaser for us loyal fans. Well, and those of us going to BravoCon, if you pick, there's different sessions going on at different times, but you can see the Vanderpump Rules premiere two months early or a month and a half early. Yeah, no, I'm excited. So what did you think of the trailer? Any surprises other than the massive amount of new people joining? I think my biggest surprise is the massive amount of people. I mean, we knew Jax and Sandoval had some sort of falling out. So none of that was surprising to me. Kristen, Stassi, Katie. Yeah, yeah. that was we old knew news. about that. That was old news. I was shocked. Okay, so our buddy Eliza, who does it, has the account Face Reality 16, there's 19 people. She compiled all the cast photos and there's 19 people. There's been a couple Bravo people posting. That's the number of times. That's like Danielle Staub technically engaged 19 times. That's how many people we have. I don't understand how they're going to make the season work with this many people. No, I have a theory. I feel like they're setting up for the OGs of Vanderpump Rules to truly have their adult version. or their It's going to be like the Hills. Reality I think it's going to be like a grown up the Hills. Yes. And then I feel like the younger people will give us that restaurant drama that we are all craving and have missed from earlier seasons. But one thing too, that I think is a bummer. I think it's great that they're adding new people. I don't know if 19 is needed, but I wish, I think it's a miss that there wasn't more diversity. Uh, I was really shocked by that. I mean, if you're going to add 19 people, you would think you would have, I mean, it's LA. So it's a big melting pot. I, I agree. I thought I would have more people of color. I thought there would be someone who's Asian. I mean, there's just, it, it's a lot of people that look exactly like younger versions of the cast we've known for years, but yeah, totally. I, I think it'll be a good season. Uh, I'm really curious to see how these new people do. There's a part of me that thinks that maybe the Vanderpump rules that we know and love might not continue on. I just don't know if new people can do what the original cast did, because as we've always said, the best part about it is they were always friends first and then the show happened. 
And that's part of the problem with some of the housewife cities is they bring these women in that you know are, are have zero in common with these women. They're not friends with these women. And it shows. And I worry that these new people coming in, it's going to be a similar formula. And it doesn't, it just doesn't work. A hundred percent. You, I mean, you've taken the words out of my mouth, Abby. <laughs> I don't have anything else left to say on the matter. Well, I, think, I think you've summed it up perfectly, but we will all let, we will let you all know what yes. we find out without spoiling too much on what we think, what our expectations of the seasons are after we see the premiere. Yeah. It's going to be hard not to give spoilers away. We might have to do like warning spoiler alert and maybe you avoid our stories for a couple hours. But one thing that I hopefully am not going to spoil with anyone, I just, the amount of similarities happening from each city to city with housewives is crazy. And each time I watch now, I'm finding new people and new characters I'm comparing to. But Dennis and Portia, so the cheating is going on. We knew about it. This was something that was kind of kept hidden. We knew they broke up, but we didn't know details why. And now we're hearing all this. But the fact that she had a moment of weakness, and I think it's completely understandable to want to make things work with the father of your children. It was her fiance. It's very similar to kind of what we're seeing with Gina in Orange County. But what were your thoughts about Dennis and Portia? Ugh. Just heartbreaking. I think he's an ass. I think I don't understand why men cheat, let alone do it while their wife is or fiance, I should say, is pregnant. Like really? <laughs> like you already feel huge when you're pregnant. Yeah. You don't feel desirable or sexy. So to do that, if you're like the wound, it just hurts a lot more. And just seeing her, I mean, she's PJ is like what, eight, ten weeks old. Yeah, because she's and supposed to be going back to work and she's kind of pushing yeah. it off. Yeah. And like, you know, you're going through those hormones. She's recovering from a C-section. She was dealing with breastfeeding. I mean, it rocks your life. A child rocks your life. And to have that on top of that, my heart just went out to her. And I mean, not that I want to see anyone. I would never put myself like that on TV. So I give her a lot of props for being willing to be that vulnerable and walking up, like opening up her doors to all of us to see. Um, and I do commend her a lot and how she tries to speak positively of Dennis. Yes. I mean, you could feel real hurt and honestly not a real housewives couple, but it made me think of Chloe and Tristan. Yeah. I mean, I never thought about that, but it's a very good point. I mean, like the person, love them, hate them. You are forever connected to them because you share this child together. I think she does a really good job. Even when she was out with Cynthia and Candy getting a drink. She really just kind of said, I keep it separate. I like, I focus on poor, you know, PJ schedule and I work with him on that. And I ignore the other stuff. And I just, I thought that was really good. She could have gone into detail about how mad she is, how horrible he's been to her. And she does have a, a moment where she, you know, explains how she feels through all of it, but she really didn't drag him through the mud. No, not at all. I mean, and it looks like from pictures, I'm pretty sure they get back together. Yeah. Again, it's her decision. I personally, I mean, I don't know what it's like to be in that situation. I think it's easier as an outsider to say, oh, I would never do that. I would never, you know, yeah. I don't know what I would do. I mean, right now, I think I would, I couldn't trust someone to be with them, but I think it's different when you have a child, obviously, and you're, she was clearly in love with him too. So I'm curious to see how that plays out and what she has to say about it. And let's not forget, she's still, she, yeah, like you said, she's eight, 10 weeks postpartum. There are still a ton of hormones happening, even though she's not breastfeeding anymore. She's still recovering. Like you said, like, there's just a lot going on. So I think it's a really, it'd be a really hard time to judge her because her heart's being torn in a different, a million different directions. She doesn't really want to go back to work. 
She doesn't want to leave PJ. So I think she just she's in a place right now where she's got a lot of tough decisions to make, and maybe she doesn't want to make them all right now, and she doesn't really have to. Nope. Taking it one day at a time. And before we move on, I will say I do not – I haven't missed Nini. I was just going to say, you texted me this, and I couldn't believe it, but you texted me it, and I had not watched – I'd watched the premiere, but I hadn't watched this week's episode. And I have to say, I agree. And I kind of hate saying this. I sort of enjoy it without her. Yeah, no, I do too. I mean, I feel like there's plenty to go around. It's interesting enough. Like all the women carry their own weight and have enough going on and enough drama amongst each other that it's kind of nice to not have Nini in there. I, I completely agree. I don't think there's a lot of seasons that can survive without like a true not an OG, but a true seasoned vet. And this, I mean, I guess you can look at Cynthia has been around since the beginning though. So you kind of have that there with her, but I agree. I think, I just don't think we need Nini. I'm sure she's going to come back and we'll be like, we totally regret saying that, (laughs) but we probably will regret it. Until we get her back. One thing that I'm not going to regret saying, Jennifer girl, you look good with lipo transitioning into New Jersey. She looks amazing. Amazing. And I love that she owns it. Like, I feel like that's kind of fresh, and I really respect that. I really respect her for just owning it. I mean, she is married to a plastic surgeon, but I don't. I feel like Heather Dubrow oh. and Terry, I don't know what work she would have had done, but I feel like she would have had some owned stuff it like done. that. Oh, it, she would have owned it like that. No, not at all. The other thing, too, that I love is even her husband kind of has a sense of humor about it. Now, he's not my favorite person, if you've been <laughs> following. I'm not the biggest fan, but I thought it was really funny because someone said at the party, not to jump ahead too much, but they said to Jennifer and her husband were standing there, was this your first time getting lipo? And he goes, this year? So I just, I mean, it's just kind of funny. I think she owns the fact that she she's married to a plastic surgeon. If I were married to a plastic surgeon, I would do that too. She's like, you can work out and eat healthy or you can get lipo. And she looks great. No, she looks phenomenal. And I'm starting to kind of get her sense of humor a little bit. I may not always agree on how she does yes. it. Yes. And I want to. starting to understand her and her humor a little bit more. I think she, because she makes fun of herself, she thinks it's okay when she does it to others. And we'll dive into that in a little bit. But I, I agree. I'm starting to see a different side of her too. I also, I'm not buying some of the drama. I think this is going to get resolved pretty quickly with her and some other people. But, but before we go into really the big drama that happened at the party, uh, Dolores' boyfriend, he is a hottie. You think he's a hottie? I don't, I don't think I prefer Frank Sr. Personally. Oh my but, God. Frank Sr. is such a, oh, Frank Jr. Oh, okay. Well, one, that's her son. So that'd be gross, but I know that would be weird, but if, that would be weird, but he's nice to look at, which is, so I if I were, I mean, how old am I right now? I'm 34. So if I were 10 years younger, I would still be a couple years older than him. I would go for it. If I was 24, oh, I would totally go for it. Totally go for it. But going back to your original comment, Dolores, I was glad that he's real and that he's on television because she talked about him last season and he was kind of like a phantom boyfriend, like a pillow boyfriend. Yeah. And they've been going on trips. I think it's cute that they all like, he gets along with Frank senior. It seems to be a very healthy dynamic. He's building, uh, he's letting Frank senior build his house. I, I, I don't know. I think he's kind of cute. I also though, I think because he like, I'm obsessed with just pregnancy and babies and all that. The fact that he delivers babies and he's like so committed to it. And like, I don't know, you could tell like he just loves his job when he was just talking about it briefly. Uh, I think he's hot though. Not just New Jersey hot. I think he's just in general a hottie. Wow. Watch out. (laughs) So from hottie to heartbreak, I got a little, so there are a couple things 
couple episodes this week that made me teary-eyed. Gia turning to her sister and saying, you're lucky that dad is going to be there for your stuff because he missed all these milestones. It broke my heart for two reasons. One, because poor Gia like is recognizing that her dad's missed so much and it clearly bothers her. She was crying and talking about it, but then it breaks my heart because it's most likely going to continue for her younger sisters too. Absolutely. And truthfully too, it's just been, it's just been, it's just the whole thing is really heartbreaking and we know that they've reunited with him. Um, so we've seen that. Yes. We've seen that playing out in social media right now, which, uh, my heart goes out to them, but I'm glad that they're all together. I mean, Abby and I talked about this on a bonus episode. I don't see Teresa and Joe getting back together and having a relationship, but it was nice to just see them as a family again. And he looks thrilled to be back with his girls. He looks so happy. The girls look so happy with him. A lot of people comment. I'm blanking on her name. Their third daughter. Um, Adriana. Adriana doesn't smile much and is very, seems like she's very introverted. Uh, probably doesn't love the cameras. And in every picture with her dad, she was smiling. Yeah. Which it was really, it was really, really, really sweet. I just, I, I wish there was a way they could, I hope they find a way to make it work where he, they can see him more because they seem so happy with him. And I just think about those girls as they grow up, you know, he's missed prom already with Gia. He missed her high school graduation. He missed, you know, seeing her dorm for the first time, uh, like all those things. I just hope they find a way that maybe he can, he can't be there for that. Cause I don't think he's allowed back in the country, but like find a way that maybe they can go there and recreate some of those things. Yes. I think so too. I think they'll find a way, especially with the holidays. Maybe they'll spend it there. I don't know. One thing, I'm just be curious. Like, I'm curious yeah. The, like anyone listening is like a lawyer, which there actually are a lot of you because when I was trying to find out if Shane passed the bar, I had a lot of people telling me if I was, my investigations were in the right direction. Could he, I wonder, like, could he live in Canada and be like a car ride away from them? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know. about. I mean, yeah, somebody slide into our DMS. I just am curious about that. Uh, But I also think it's really cute that she wants to be a lawyer. Let's see if it happens, but I think it's neat that Gia wants to be a lawyer because of, she feels like the justice system wronged her dad, which in some ways it's hard because it's like my heart breaks for him. But at the end of the day, I'm also like you, I mean, you did commit fraud. So like you deserve to go to jail. You did commit a crime. Yeah. I feel like she has, I don't want to say clouded judgment because I don't want to desensitize or say that she doesn't know what she's talking about, but clearly she's going to be biased because she sees what her dad's gone through. And there's probably a lot of details that we don't know, but it would be really cool if she does follow through on that. Yes. And so, uh, the girls are also getting a pool. I wonder where Teresa is getting all this money. Cause this pool, we've seen the pool. It was at Gia's graduation party. It's a very nice setup. Even Dolores was like, uh, why are they spending money on this? But another hottie pops out. I thought the pool guy was a cutie too. Oh, the pool guy, that guy was really cute. I could get behind that. I thought he was super cute. I'm like, Ooh, Teresa, if you're going to rebound, rebound with this guy. I mean, maybe, yeah, get your pool for free, girl. Get your pool for free to that guy. She's probably the one that got away. I'm making stuff up. (laughs) You've (laughs) like created a story. He's been like. (laughs) But he's really cute. Yeah, I thought he's really cute. He's clearly single. Otherwise, Dolores wouldn't have like kind of like hinted at that. I'm thinking. But um, no, I just the, the whole like Dolores Teresa thing. So I didn't love that then 
Dolores is telling Teresa that Jackie was talking bad about her, although I didn't love some of the things Jackie said. But I also felt like it wasn't really, Dolores wasn't there at the dinner. It wasn't her place to then run to Teresa and say something. No, not at all. A thousand percent. It wasn't her place to say that or be a participate in that way. I thought it was a little shady, especially because she made Melissa come across a lot worse than she actually did. And Melissa totally put Jackie in her place. So to back up a little bit, Jackie is still pissed off at Teresa. They've never really, I mean, the reunion did not go well with the two of them. And then on top of it, Jackie, or I'm sorry, Jennifer is out with Teresa and Teresa tells her to do some impersonations. And she says, make fun of Jackie. And Jennifer does. And Jackie gets really mad about this, starts calling it cyberbullying, and is kind of complaining to the girls about it and then throws some digs at Teresa. But Melissa shoots it down pretty quickly. Yeah, I thought she handled it perfectly, honestly. I thought she kept her cool. She's like, listen, I'm she's my sister-in-law. I want to end the conversation there. Like, I thought she did a really great job, but Dolores made it seem like she didn't have her back at all, which I thought was shitty. And she also made it sound like that, and maybe there was more to it could have been editing as if like Jackie's been running her mouth to everyone. She just said she was seen holding her hand with somebody. This doesn't look, this looks like more than just a friend, which oh, yeah. I mean, she brought up our argument too. Like you don't hold hands, you hook arms maybe yeah, trying to help you walk, but you don't hold their hand. But this is really, I think setting up the drama that we're going to see continue. It's been every season with the whole Teresa feeling like, Melissa doesn't have her back. I hope she finally realizes she does. I think it's very unfair that Melissa's always casted as not sticking up for Teresa. Like, what is she supposed to do? Just be psychic and know that someone's going to say something. And so before the words come out of their mouth, she has to start every conversation with don't talk about my sister-in-law. Like, I think you, I mean, that'd be really awkward to be that person at every dinner. Oh yes. It'd be super awkward. And it's just like, get over. And I'm honestly kind of story of that plot line. Like I'm not saying they don't, have their ups and downs because I think it's normal when you are family and you're close family like theirs but the seasons where they really went at it those seasons I hate it it was like uncomfortable to watch yeah it was really I think we're gonna see Jackie and Teresa go at it though oh yeah should we talk about the argument yeah so then we get to the party right so it's uh the five year is it five years every five years they do a party for Jackie's or Jennifer's husband yes and he's a plastic surgeon. And it looked like a really fun, beautiful, gorgeous party. Jackie shows up, even though she's still, she's so pissed at Jennifer. She cancels the play date. Let's discuss this at first. You've got to be, I think that's kind of petty. I, I typically love Jackie, but I think that was so petty to cancel a play date. One, it punishes you because your kids can be pissed off that they're not playing with their friend. Two, it puts that other mom in a bad place because their kid's going to be pissed off that, you know, they're not having this play date. And it just, it isn't fair. Like put your differences aside and let your kids play together. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I wouldn't have canceled the play date either. I think, I think it would have been an opportunity, especially for how Jackie kind of speaks about herself. It would have been an opportunity for her to just like nip it in the butt and just like, like, Hey, I want to pull you off to the side. Like I saw this video kind of hurt my feelings and, I thought we were cool and just have like a quick conversation. And I bet Jennifer would have been like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I was just being funny. Ha 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 ha. And yeah, but I mean, it, it was mean. I think what made it mean is the fact that Teresa blasted it to her millions of followers on Instagram. 
I agree. I think had it just been one of those things that like she was doing as a joke at a dinner and then like Jackie caught wind of it, it would have been a little different. I also think sometimes it's kind of mean when you impersonate someone when they're not there. And, you know, the ladies of Beverly Hills did it and it was funniest for the people that were there when they did the Teddy walk, when they acted like they were Erica, like it's, it's funnier when you do it in the person's presence, because it also then makes it known that this is just a joke. It's lighthearted. It's playful. When someone's not there, it seems a little more catty. And as you're, you're doing it behind their back intentionally to hurt them. Yes. But I also think Jackie overreacted. It was not in my mind, it was not cyberbullying. And I think that's a word that people throw it around so much that it kind of lessens the value of it for people who truly are cyberbullied. And I just also kind of what Jennifer said to her, you know, you say like the, the whole, basically writing an article about Jennifer's kids. She said, you know, you need to realize it wasn't just about you and you needed like, you know, let things roll off your back. Jackie should have done the same. So I, I really, I see both sides of the argument. I think Jackie overreacted I think Jennifer should have just apologized and stated her intention wasn't to hurt her it was just to be funny she's not a comedian though when she's like I'm a, you know this is comedy I'm a comedian like it that was just I think making it a little ridiculous but at the party Jennifer turned hood quickly and we've seen her do this <laughs> it is shocking how quickly like, I mean she just like got in her face and was like Rah! like I was like a I don't know she turned into like a whole other animal She's a tequila monster. I feel like all it takes is just one tequila. I Yeah. I mean, we've seen her do it with other, and we, we've seen her do it on, with other women from her first season last year. I think we're going to see her do it more, but it was, uh, I felt like it was also, she was the one who escalated the fight so quickly and it's, she's the host of this party. Like you look kind of bad that you're starting this fight with your guest. Yep. She should have nipped it in the butt. And I, I agree with you. I think Jackie overreacted as well. Yeah, it just, so I think they'll work it out. I do think it looks like they're friends. Like, I think they're going to be fine, but obviously this drama is going to continue for several more episodes. And the Teresa and Jackie drama, I think, is going to continue more. I just don't know if the two will ever get along. They just don't seem to, they don't operate on the same wavelength. Like, what Teresa, they really are. That's the best way to describe them. Um, So, I'm, you know, it's, it's New Jersey. It's always going to be a lot of drama, a lot of arguments, a lot of screaming, throwing things at people. We get some hair pulling coming up and that's just why we watch New Jersey. But I can't, um, I can't wait to see I this know. episode. The epic episode that we've been seeing in the, cl- in the previews is going to be so good. It's going to be so good. And I'm so excited. I don't know what I'm <laughs> all of a sudden. Probably because we're about to talk to him about a wedding. Yes. Yeah, so Dallas. Dallas. Okay. Let's just take a moment. Like, do you think her mom was as late as she was? I think maybe they played it up. I kind of think she was. She breezed in there like it was no big deal. I kind of think she was. And that dynamic, it just kind of makes me sad. Because obviously there's a lot of hurt there. But I feel like so, on the hands end, she feels obligated to have her mom there. She doesn't want to have that. Yeah. Well, I think she wanted her mom there. She truly did. So another moment where I teared up is her mom. They like, her mom said to her, I love you. And the reason why I teared up is from what Leanne has said about her childhood. I don't think those were three words she heard very often. No, not at all. I don't think so either. It was just, and their interactions were just really awkward. So like forced and like, I, I needed to invite you because everyone else around me wanted me to invite you, but I don't think she would have invited her. 
Has no, she- and it just, you can tell they don't have a relationship. It's like they barely no. know each other. It was just kind of like strangers attending one another's like life events. But no. their vows though were the funniest. I loved it. I, and you made a note about it too, as we're kind of prepping for this episode. I, I thought it was the, like, not only were they cute, they were lighthearted. It was funny when he said like, with my eye instead of eyes, like it was just, it was so funny. It was really, really funny and so sweet. And I thought, honestly, like having not watched Dallas prior to this season, I felt like I got an understanding of their relationship. It was just, uh, I, I, lo- I thought it was very sweet. And I really, really hope he didn't cheat on her because I'm like, Damn. I really well, hope he didn't. But it was just very, very sweet. And they seem to have like such good chemistry with each other and just can kind of jive well with each other. It's like what you want to see on a wedding day. You want to see two people who are really in love and seem very compatible. Yes. And I just hope maybe his sense of humor is very dry and odd because he kept making comments about all the hot women around him. My next wedding all elope. Uh, I've never, like, I just, I don't know. Like those, I don't know if it was selective editing. Again, maybe we didn't hear the other pieces of to it. So he was being funny. But when they kept kind of putting the, um, like captions of what he was saying. And it was all about like the other women around him, how they were hot and all this stuff. I just thought, Oh God, this is why there's been all these rumors that they weren't going to make it to this point. Oh yeah. No, I'm with you a hundred percent. What did you think? Okay. So let's talk about the reception. So there was a five hour gap, which Abby and I talked about a lot last week. So we won't, you guys want to hear our thoughts. But we we got to take one minute to say why so the reason for the gap was because Leanne wanted to bone her husband. She literally oh, said that's yeah. the only reason why, which I mean, five hours I, I would think you need five minutes, but who knows? Uh, the reception. So it was very um, Cirque du Soleil, Texas style. It, there were people uh, from hanging saddles that were kind of doing like acrobatic things. Uh, there were those mirrored people that looked just like the little, like a disco ball in a human form. It was definitely bizarre. I, I didn't quite get the vision. Cause I thought she said she wanted it to be a fairy tale and her dress for her ceremony. There was a lot going on there, but she did have like this sense of like regalness to her. And then I did not get that at the reception. No, I didn't get that at the reception at all. I, yeah. I don't know. It was, it was a lot. And I, I think too, I don't understand why you don't have a dinner. It was a charcuterie board. That's all she gave for people to eat. Yeah. I don't understand why you would have just had a charcuterie board. That's ridiculous to me. I almost think it was more rude to have that out there. It was like implying like, yeah, we thought about doing food, but instead we're just going to give you like an appetizer. Yeah. It was weird. I mean, everybody was commenting about how they're hungry and I agree with Cameron. If you're going to have an event after seven o'clock, it's expected that you give people a meal. Oh, she's, she's so right. I would have expected a meal. And at least if you, if you're going to do heavy appetizers, I feel like you have to put that on the invitation to kind of set that expectations, which is code for not a lot of food in my opinion, or at least also have like a drunk food truck at the end, like feed these people. I went to a wedding one time that was all like appetizers. It was basically like the menu was a combination of all their favorite things. And it was a a buffet, but it was amazing. Like it was like, it was such good food, but they did put on there heavy appetizers. Now in talking to my friend, I knew what was going to be on there. I knew I didn't need to eat before, but there were people that ate prior to the wedding. And I'm sure they were thankful they did. Maybe they're just not fans of appetizers as a meal, 
But I agree. It, it needs to be on the invitation or you need to let people know. That's kind of like having a cash bar and not telling people. No one's going to show up with cash. Yes. The exact same thing. Exact same thing. So meanwhile, we have the wedding going on with no food being served. And Jeremy and Deandra are making a feast for one another. I think the guests would have been thrilled if they could have had one of those dishes. Oh, I thought it was really cute. Kyle was watching with me and he was like, oh my gosh, we should do that. And I'm like, uh, I don't like to cook. <laughs> I'm sorry. You it would sounds probably fun lose. in theory, but like that, yeah. I would hate that. But it was really cute. It was cute. I think it was real. I, it was, we saw a different side of the relationship. I think we're seeing more and more that Jeremy truly loves Deandra, supports her. I also, I just thought it was sweet to see that they really weren't missing the wedding. Uh, they are just doing, they're doing fine just themselves. She made a comment. She never thought they wouldn't have been there, but Jeremy said that was their decision, not ours. And we're okay with it. And I don't know. It just seemed kind of mature. I sort of liked that they just moved on and they're living their life and it really wasn't that big of a miss for them. Yeah. No, I thought he, they handled it perfectly. They, I mean, I, I would have liked any of those meals. It all looked amazing. I thought it looked so good. But so then continuing on, um, we find out Brandy did not go to the wedding. Her and her husband went to Nashville. She said it was great because she got to drink. There were sporting events and she had sex with her husband. And that's all I guess <laughs> she needs for a great weekend. Well. I was like, well, you know, when you got three kids, I guess that's really, that's the definition of a good weekend, I'm sure. But then she's, so she gets lunch with her husband and they start talking about the whole fact that Bruin's birth mother, you know, is having a child is pregnant again. And she's already told the state that she's going to be putting this child up for adoption. And Brandy and her husband sort of have, uh, I don't want to say first right of refusal, but they're the first ones they went to because naturally they're going to try to keep the family together. And you can see she's so conflicted. It's like, she feels like she needs to do this, but she, she knows she can't handle it. And I did love her, her husband saying back to her, cause she's like, well, I just want to give him the sibling. And so he says, well, what do we do if his, if, you know, his mom gets pregnant again? Like at what point are we going to say like enough is enough? Yeah, no, I, I liked how honest she was. And I mean, I couldn't even imagine being in her shoes and having another child like that. So I, and I also commend her husband for being honest and frank with her. I think it's sometimes men want, to say like what you think you want to hear in that situation like I think it's easy to how can you say no to another baby so I do think I appreciated him although it was probably a little hard to hear that he was candid and real about it yeah I you can definitely tell that they have a very good communication style in their marriage and that they can speak openly and he also put it in ways that she could understand you know bringing up that he was one of four he felt that the younger kids got more of the attention because they needed uh, you know, when you're a baby, it's kind of your, your need a lot more attention and a lot more help. And as an older kid, you're kind of on your own. And I think he made a, just a really good point there. And I, I'm guessing they don't go forward with this baby, but I think it's a really good thing that they're showing this struggle with deciding what to do, because I, as we talked about in last week's episode, I'm sure it's extremely relatable for a lot of people out there who have adopted. Yes. And one thing that's not as relatable is that amazing hot tub that the Holmans have. I knew you were going to make a comment about this because you love bathtubs. And so that jacuzzi tub, I, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, this, this is Vanessa's dream. Oh, it was my dream. I wanted to die right in. I was like blown away. I was like, oh my God, I didn't even know that was possible. (laughs) 
it seemed amazing. I like want to dive right in. I was like, Vanessa's is going to rehab her day. home to, to make this happen. To, to yes, like I, that. I'm like, Kyle, work harder. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was a pretty cool jacuzzi tub. I am just not into tubs. So I wouldn't, to me, that wouldn't be something I would be interested in. But if you are a person who likes to take a bath, I mean, that, that's that got to be the best setup you could ask for. It looked amazing. And I'm excited to see Travis's birthday next week because there's so much drama. But something, the kind of drama I don't like to see, and this will be my last note on Dallas, is Carrie and Eduardo. So we forgot to touch on this last time, but I feel like they have a horrible marriage. I'm just going to say it. She talked about how he controls all the finances and she hates that her kids can't do the things they want to do because he says no, because he makes all the money, major red flag. And then she made a comment about how like he never tells her at the wedding, people like you look amazing. She's like, he needs to tell me that more. Another red flag. And basically like the guy is a mute. He's just a big wet blanket. Yeah. (laughs) He is a huge wet blanket. (laughs) He, I mean, and I, I could never imagine being in a marriage where you just can't have conversation. Like, no, it's just I, I bizarre. Mean, I don't like, what were you guys doing in the beginning of your relationship? Were yeah, you just, like, like hooking up all the time and it was just clearly like sexual, but <laughs> I feel like conversation is like the number one thing I look for. And truthfully, and I think you would say the same about Kevin, like Kyle's my best friend. Like I can talk to him. I enjoy hanging around him. Like, we have a good time and it doesn't have yeah. to be just physical. Like I just enjoy talking. Oh, to I mean, I think most people in the phase of life were in when you have young kids, you joke like the physical is barely there. So you better be best friends. <laughs> Otherwise yes, you don't really yes. have much else going on. Um, so I, yeah, I, I don't know. I also, I don't think Carrie's going to, I'm just going to say, I don't think Carrie gets a second season. I just, I, 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 think she started out strong and I think she's fizzling and I just I don't know if she's gonna if she warrants a second season yeah I can see her being more of a friend of yes that would have been a great she it's something about the Carries. Carrie Duber I have went back and watched some older episodes I haven't watched all of them but I think Carrie Duber does much better friend of than she does at, you know as a true housewife as well there's some people that are just better for that role yeah for sure for sure but um, so that's pretty much Dallas in a nutshell. And we are running over, um, but we don't want to leave out OC. Tamara, Jesus. I mean, she, first of all, does she not either has selective amnesia, as Teddy Mellencamp would say, or she needs to get her hearing checked because the way she's telling things is not at all how it happened. No. Not at all how it happened. I mean, she loves to stir the pot. And I forgot that. uh, I forgot about that with her. Like, she She, loves to stir the pot. And she has this kind of, like, whatever look on her face. Like, I wonder if her and Ramona are friends. Oh, they could be. I could totally see that. Although they probably would, like, self-destruct one another. I, it's more than just stirring the pot. She's manipulative. So she's going to Kelly and saying that Bronwyn basically brought all this stuff up and was airing all of Kelly's dirty laundry. When Bronwyn was really trying to kind of diffuse a situation at the tea party. And she also, then the second Shannon gets up, we see a clip of her basically talking shit on Shannon to Kelly. I'm realizing that she's trying to be this puppet master and she's not good at it because everybody's seeing what she's doing. But I have to wonder if she didn't manipulate the cast to make sure Vicky got pushed out. Because now that Vicky's out, Tamara feels like she's the OG. She's the leader. She's running the show. And I think she... I don't know. I could see her maybe behind the scenes have like been part of Vicky being demoted. 
Yeah. No, I, I think there's something to that. I, I think you're onto something there. Like I, I'm going to leave that to you because you're much more of an <laughs> OC expert than me, but I definitely think there's something to that. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I, we might see more at the reunion. We can definitely also see this is the end of really Kelly, Tamara and Shannon looking out for one another. They all, so originally Kelly, Shannon and Tamara go to dinner uh, to talk about what happened at the tea party and also to kind of tell Kelly that she needs to be careful of the way she's delivering things. It's coming across wrong. She's making herself look bad in a lot of situations where she really isn't the one in the wrong. And then um, in doing that, Tamara and partially Shannon really throws Bronwyn under the bus. And Bronwyn's like, uh, I'm not having this. So she talks to Emily, who's a lawyer who wasn't drinking that night. Emily remembers everything so Bronwyn then organizes a dinner where it's Shannon, Emily, Bronwyn, and Kelly. And the truth comes out about really what was said uh, that at the tea party. And the truth also comes out that, in which a lot of people have said this, that Vicky really didn't bring up the train. She just kind of implied that she knows a lot of bad things about Kelly. Tamara was the one really said you mean the choo-choo train oh yeah and she knew exactly and that comes what out. she was doing and I mean I this is like we're gonna start seeing a big divide what's interesting is in an interview Bronwyn did with Bravo's The Daily Dish podcast she talks about how she's really good friends with Kelly and she has the benefit of knowing Kelly outside of the show so she sees a different side of her but she also said she's really close with Tamara and that if she were to call Tamara, Tamara will drop what she's doing and pick up the, like, answer the phone and help her. And she also basically implied the one person she has an issue with is Emily. But I just think it's surprising that Bronwyn is friends with both Kelly and Tamara because Tamara and Kelly right now seems like they probably hate each other. Envious of her because I would not want to be in the middle of those two at all. Uh, no. And I'm not envious of Emily uh, with her horrible marriage to Shane. What an ass. So... Emily's trying to get healthy. So she said she's not going to eat the bread. He's wafting the bread in front of her, basically being like, eat a piece. Come on, eat a piece. Split a piece with me. Don't you want a piece? And she basically is like, I'm not having bread. I'm trying to be healthy. And he then orders fries. What an asshole. Who does that? The biggest asshole. I would, he, ugh, I feel like we need to do like a husband, um, like the worst people on Bravo. And just like, we've talked about I doing just this don't, before. like, I know, but I'm like, whoa. It's hard for me because I'm like, is a Jim Marchese homophobe worse than a Jim Edmonds cheating on his wife with a nanny and then like trying to manipulate it to make her look bad and then calling the cops on her and setting her up to look like she's a drunk mother? Is that worse than Shane, who's just so checked out and is probably verbally, I don't want to say abusive, but non-supportive and sabotaging Emily's efforts to be a better person? Like, it's hard for me to figure out like what level I put those all on, but I definitely put them all in the bucket as horrible husbands. And one thing I noticed too, is I feel like Emily is reminding me a ton of Gina Kehoe in the early seasons. Gina's husband was very checked out. He showed zero really interest in Gina and Shane really shows zero interest in Emily. And the other thing too, is for those who've been watching OC from the beginning, Gina made some efforts to get healthier. She had a personal trainer. She was working out. She was trying to eat healthy. And Matt, her husband, basically mocked it and kind of said, like, you're not going to be successful. And I feel like Shane's kind of doing the exact same thing to Emily. Oh, yeah. He's doing the exact same thing. He, ugh. 
he is awful. I feel so bad for her. Like during that, it was such an awkward dinner. Like he wasn't listening to her. She brings up therapy and wanting to go back and he's like blaming it on her. I'm like, she's clearly trying here. Like it takes two to tango. I think it takes a lot of courage for someone to admit like, hey, I think we need someone to help us help our marriage. Yes, I completely agree. Um, I think we see them in counseling next week and I'm really, I don't know. We also see her kind of break down in her interview and basically say, it's hard. I have little kids. I don't want to live like this. What do I do? So I don't think anyone's going to be shocked when the divorce statement comes out for those two. Ooh. And on that note, let's end on a positive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, so who's our shout out? Yeah. So our shout out is going to go to the Oh, God, I'm butchering this already. Ramona. I want to call it the, the Ramona singer. Coaster. We've been waiting in line for the Ramona Coaster. And, and we got it on it up. tonight. We got on it tonight. So this is a week of BravoCon, and we are so freaking excited. And we got even more excited today when Ramona shared one of our memes. And it sounds so silly saying that out loud, you guys, but it actually <laughs> feels really cool to say, hey, you know, I exist and you think this is funny, funny enough to share it with all your followers. So I thought that was really cool. And then Dorinda shared it and then Jennifer Aiden shared it. So we feel like Bravo knows who we are. And I know, that's a it's fun like feeling. It's like, you know, you know who we are. I mean, they kind of have to now, right? Oh, yeah, so. they, ha- they definitely have to. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say none of those housewives follow us. I don't think. No, Jennifer Aiden does, doesn't she? I don't think she does. Not. I mean, oh. we should track. Well, whatever. Yeah. It's still a win. But anyway, <laughs> I just think it's. I think it's awesome. They shared it. It was really fun, and like we've kind of been blowing up since, which has been a really fun experience. So, um, for those of you that have been following us since the beginning, thank you. But those who just joined because you saw some of our memes from Dorinda, Jennifer, and Ramona, welcome to the little real moms. Uh, our little real mom tribe. Yeah. Real moms of Bravo. So if you want to continue to keep up and see if we get shared by any housewives or who we hang out with at BravoCon, follow us on Instagram at real moms of Bravo. And then please, please, please. We say this every single time. Leave us a rating. It takes 60 seconds for you to leave us a rating or write us a review. Maybe do both. It really makes a difference with the algorithms. I mean, we found out we were number one in Mongolia. <laughs> who knew? Who knew? Hello, Mongolia, for you listening. Uh, We really should have done the shout out to Mongolia. I'm going to do a second shout out to all the people in Mongolia listening to us. Thank you so much. We love that we are your number one after show podcast. Yes, we love it. So we will catch you all next week. And we've got, I mean, we're going to be breaking down BravoCon. So you don't want to miss it. We'll keep you up to date and we'll catch you all next week. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're Body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy, and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at Body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.